Welcome everybody to Man vs. Line episode 4, the best sports gambling podcast out there. We're going to recap week 1 for you, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and Monday. There was a lot of games played. Uh, then we're going to talk about our current records, my current gambling struggles. It's been absolutely terrible for the lad. And we're going to give our picks for both college and NFL. Let's go! Hello, hello, hello. Michael, how are you doing? That just felt so wrong you calling me Michael, but I'm doing fine. Yeah, it's uh Actually, actually I'm I'm doing I'm doing real Did fine, I just you know? did I just dox you? I think I just doxed what? you, but I, how would how would that how would that dox me at all? It's your real name. Yeah, you could literally go look on any public record ever and figure out that's my real name. Well, I gave them one of the three pieces they need. Okay, this is just... No. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Mal, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm doing good. <laughs> uh, that's got to stay... Nah, nah, I, I, there's a part that's staying in. Okay, but no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, doing really good, actually. What are we, you 63% right now? You, you are sitting... You are sitting at 62%. You are 17 62%. Right hey, if you stay above 55% whenever you're gambling, you're going to win. Uh, yeah, I can't really attest to that. Relate at all. Uh, 14 and 20, 41%. That's why I'm wearing this yeah. shirt. No bad days. The future is bright. Unless... I have faith that my NFL knowledge will carry me. I never claimed to be a college football guy, Okay. I make all I my am money on the NFL. You are the college football guy. I I, I know NFL like bad, I'm not even going to say that because about a bad week, it's going to make me look terrible. But Mal's no, definitely it, the college football guy. Say it. Don't I know that. I know my NFL. shit in the NFL. I know my shit in the NFL. Like the back of his hand, like that right there, like the back of it. That was the front of him, Dylan. There you go. I got. I made that same mistake too. I made that same mistake too. I was looking. I'm looking at him. It's like I'm looking at him, but then like yeah, I mean it's. They have but, to look at it. Hey, what a damn week. <laughs> I mean, what a week of football. Absolutely insane week of football. Like, crazy. A lot of the games were just crazy. And there's a lot I really want to talk about. I mean, you go from, you know, we talked about Thursday, you know, a little bit. But you go into, what, Friday, UNC. UNC, what's, man. What's wrong with them? Is Sam how okay, let me ask you this. Is UNC and Oklahoma, and, you know, we'll count Ohio State in there, and we'll count, quote-unquote, Notre Dame. But but are, are all those guys, were they just a victim of the week one hype? I think so. You think? I think they fell victim of the week one hype. Unfortunately, UNC is one of the only teams that got really bit by that. Yeah, they were the only ones that got caught up. Uh, if you look at it, Oklahoma almost got caught up. Oklahoma almost got. I mean, uh, y'all. Everybody knows I lost that bet 
But that's a bet I'm willing to lose every single day because you have to bet on Spencer Rattler in that game. And Spencer Rattler did not look like – did not do anything. Well, he threw two interceptions, I believe, that game. Yeah. I believe uh, he threw if we're going off week one performances, he might not even get a vote for the Heisman. Okay, uh, if we're going based off of week one performances, just go ahead and give it to Bryce Young and just call yeah. it a man night. Okay, yeah. there's that, that's absolutely ridiculous. Matt Corral would finish second. It's just ridiculous. Yep. That's why that's why you play 12 weeks, you don't play one week. So. Yep. But then again, Bryce Young is leading. Matt Corral is a no doubt second right now, in my opinion. Yeah. And then any from there, knock yourself out. It doesn't really matter at that point. I agree with that. I think Matt Corral really balled out last night. Yeah. Louisville, and I got to give it to Louisville. They did put up a little bit of fight. Now, Ole Miss's defense looked a lot better than I think everybody's expecting it to. Landshark, baby. Is it back? The Landshark defense. Is Landshark back? (laughs) That's the big question. I don't know. But so far, you know, I I predicted Texas A&M to potentially be the team to beat Alabama. Ole Miss is the only team that showed me they even have a shot hanging with Alabama, and that's just if they can score as many points as Alabama. Now, Texas A&M, like I said, they do have two more tune-up games before they start SEC plays, so that's really good for them. Give um, – uh, what's the kid's name? Shoot. But their quarterback, their young quarterback, I think he threw a couple interceptions, but he had a halfway decent game this weekend. So, Texas A&M, you know, good ups on them, I guess. I don't – yeah, we'll have to see how that plays out. Um, you were hard set on them, but like you said, they have a few more games before they get into SEC play. And so we'll kind of see how that turns out with them. Uh, another game we'll talk about, I think is going to have major implications on the coaching world, is Charlotte versus Duke. Will Healy, Will Healy gets his Healy. first Healy, like the the badass shoes we had when we were kids. Shoes, yeah. Um, is that what you want to call them? Shoes, or are they more like... They're transportation devices that you can walk on. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, it, yeah. That, we'll go with that. that, that that's, a, that's a shoe anyways. That is true. That, that, Our that, feet are yeah. transport, transportation devices. Well, if Okay, if you're counting feet as a transportation device, I'd think you'd have to call it your entire body because your feet are connected. You know, your leg bone's connected to your weight. Oh, shoot, dude. I'm that sad. What does it go? How does it go? I don't know. I haven't sung it in decades. Your head bones connected to your neck bones or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah but anyways, there, yeah. I mean, it, it, the feet are in that song somewhere, so your entire body is a transportation device. Now, how you use your body to get around, that's that's the interesting part. So Heelys, I believe, are an alternate transportation type in which you can do it the old-fashioned way or look like a badass and just <laughs> roll down the streets of New York City. A.K.A. walk. <laughs> Do it the whole yeah. way. A.K.A. walk. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, I mean, so. just imagine you're walking around New York City and you just see, first of all, first of all, I don't know how Heelys weren't more popular for thugs. You know, people would go around still purses. Imagine having well, because, your purse stolen. I don't know if you remember, but you have to have an, an ultra smooth surface or you get you got caught up. Mm, yeah, true, true, true. True. The streets of New York is not a very even, no, even that place. that is not. Yeah, you got a point. So I think that's a big issue. Anyways, Will Healy. <laughs> sorry we went off a little, a little side road there. Let's pull back onto the main interstate. Will Healy, uh, big win over Duke. First Power 5 win for Charlotte. In He's talking about the history. coach, not the shoes. Not the shoes, the coach. Not the uh, shoes, by the, the end coach. Of year, by, after the season, this guy's going to be either – he's got to be like an out, outer rim Power 5 coach. Like like a bad school, has to be. 
Absolutely has to be. Yeah, I could see it. Uh, and for Duke, uh, Cutcliffe I mean, will be lucky to get through the year, uh, honestly. And if he does get through the year, this will be his last. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and so, 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 So is Duke on the hot seat right now? I mean, as just as an entire university, they're not a basketball school anymore. They are on the hot seat. They're a football team say that. Charlotte. They are on the hot seat, I think. Is Duke think on the hot to, seat? I think we have to put them on the hot I seat. Think, I think you have to throw, throw Duke on the hot seat. Vandy's because they're the not a basketball school anymore. Vandy's not. Well, a Vandy's always been on the hot. Yeah, I mean, Vandy's always on the hot seat though. No matter how many baseball championships they win, that is very true. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just Duke's definitely on the hot seat, hundred percent. Yeah, we'll we'll turn on the heated seat for them. Uh, but that Friday, you know, Michigan State beats Northwestern. Wasn't really a game at all. Um, Northwestern, you know, only returning nine starters. That showed huge. Huge amounts for them. A lot of yeah. inexperience in a lot of different areas. Michigan State looks damn good, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just because they're playing Northwestern, but the Spartans might be back. I'm not going to say it yet, and but they a might lot be of back. That, a, lot of it, a lot of it has to do with head coach, man. Where'd he uh, come from? Where'd he come Tell from? Tell him, Mal. Tell him, Mal. He came, he, come from, Mal? he came from the University of Georgia. And he I know it's not, only, it's not only that. He's just a hell of a defensive mind, dude. I mean, it's – Absolutely ridiculous. And when he went out to Colorado, he turned them around. He did very good out there with Colorado. And then, you know, he landed at Michigan State. The intensity I saw from Michigan State, I have not seen from Michigan State in a long time. And listen, man, college time. football is a better place when Sparty's competitive. Well, see, it's just a better place to me when Sparty is at least contending with the Wolverines. And, you know, given that rivalry, because that's a rivalry that does need to be renewed a little bit, because let's be honest here, Michigan has nothing now that – Ohio State just kicks their ass every year. So Michigan yeah. needs something to to really get their juices flowing besides walking into wherever the hell they're playing that year and knowing that you're gonna get your ass kicked. Yeah. I mean it's almost like it's almost like what's what's something we can do here? Uh I would say it's almost like Georgia Tech every year playing Georgia, but they actually did last time they beat us was twenty sixteen, so they have a more recent win. Um it's like any Tennessee, team Alabama. ever playing Alabama. It's like Tennessee, Tennessee Alabama. We had beat them in like 14 years. Yeah, I'll give you that. Like that. So, that are we breaking like the Kentucky. cigars out? What do you mean? Are you breaking the cigars out this year, Dylan? Shit. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> if Hypel if somehow beats Alabama in his first year, is there a statue built for him already? Uh,. It'll yes. be under development. It'll be in the pre-process. Be, They'll start sculpting already. <laughs> there will be a bust of Joss Hype on his chubby ass cheeks. We might rename Why? it. We might rename it. Uh, Josh instead Heupel of Shields Field. Watkins Field, Josh Hype Field at Neil Stadium. Hype Field. <laughs> <Heupel> Field. <laughs> Bro, and yeah, so oh, uh, there's no way we're breaking out the cars this year. It no, might, no, might be no. an okay game, but. Next game we'll talk about is Tulane, Oklahoma. Game was in t- uh, first supposed to be in Tulane, Tulane, which is in New and Orleans, then, New Orleans, and then got moved to Norman, Oklahoma. Which Oklahoma hurricane game rule number hurricane one game. hurricane game. game number Elvis two they game. put two helmet. Well, listen, they put Tulane's logo on their own field. That's a, I, that that is that counts more than a helmet sticker in my opinion. That does. We I, so, I didn't know it was happening until just, that day. I just, I just I just want to point this out. Helmet stickers are two and zero against the spread this week. Helmet that is stickers true. Are we do need to start taking it into account. You got the I, we said game. it. We said it they on the, we said it on the inaugural episode that helmet sticker games 
you have to bet them against the spread or you have to bet them with the spread. And we both, we both did not. So, I mean, yeah, that's, I don't uh, know that's on us. That was a big oof from the boys. So, yeah, they had their logo on the field that voodoo from Nolan's snuck up on. The Sooners mm-hmm. almost caught him slipping up from, a, I think he's a redshirt freshman quarterback or maybe a true freshman quarterback for Tulane. Almost walked in there and beat the Sooners at their own place. And might I say, yeah. the crowd levels in Oklahoma were piss poor oh, for their season. Okay, after. so a little bit of that, like the game did get thrown into, um, into Oklahoma's hands at home. Mm-hmm. I was kind of more of expecting – you know, two-lane home game almost. I was more expecting Oklahoma to honor all the two-lane tickets. I don't know if they did that or not. Well, um, here's what happened. They gave Tulane the gate from the game. So whatever okay, they made at the gate, they gave it to Tulane. Because it would have been a Okay, that's good. That's good. I yeah. mean, uh, I would. I think I'd expect a little bit more if they did that and also honored all the tickets from Tulane. <clears throat> but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, maybe they did. I don't know. I'm not, I don't I'm really not sure. I'm not sure, but – uh, yeah, Oklahoma almost, almost got caught slipping. We'll see what happens with them throughout the year if they get back on track or if they continue to decline. Uh, bold prediction: I think they might be outside of the top ten by the end of the year. Honestly, I don't. I don't. From what I saw, well, I, mean, I don't all, know if they were just like all, whatever. All we, or what? the, all we heard in the offseason is Oklahoma's defense. Oklahoma's defense. Oklahoma's defense. Oklahoma's defense. Oklahoma's defense. Where the hell was Oklahoma's defense Saturday? Because I sure as hell heard a whole I lot had, about them, and I didn't see them on the field. I didn't see him on the field at all. You allowed thirty five. Yeah, I had over. I had over sixty seven and a half, and that ended up being seventy five. I don't care. I, that's what I'm saying. I don't care where this game is being played. You could be playing this game on a damn Walmart roof. There's no reason that Tulane scores thirty five points on Oklahoma. No reason. No. Absolutely no reason. So, yeah, Oklahoma's defense. Where you at? Because I've been hearing about you. Defense is what we thought it was. Well, I, I, I just thought we – because, you know, we have been having a little renaissance of defense in the Big 12. It has been a renaissance in the Big 12 a little bit over the past couple of years. But, yeah, no, no. What we From what I saw with Oklahoma's defense, I, I don't know where they are. They're MIA, dishonorable discharge. Get them out of here. They're on a milk carton. They're yeah. on a milk carton somewhere. Missing person. I don't know. Uh, next game was probably the best game of the week, in my opinion. Uh, Penn State-Wisconsin. Interesting game. Um, just interesting for the fact that, oh, look at these Big Ten or these Big Twelve or no Big Ten offenses. They suck. Big Ten offenses suck. And then, uh, I love the narrative of all that. And then yeah, you turn around, to, uh, and then you turn around to seven thirty, and you see a ten thirty game, and it's oh, look at these defenses. So it's 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 a funny Big game. Ten defense. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Wisconsin definitely should have won this game. Too many mistakes from the quarterback. Two picks in the red zone. Yeah. You got to put. Um, and I do. I do want to point something out here. So Will Levis balled at Kentucky over the week over the weekend. Penn State's the transfer from Penn State. Will Levis, kid balled this weekend for Kentucky, and kid's going to keep balling this year. Eighteen for twenty six, gonna... three hundred and sixty seven yards, four touchdowns, and one pick. Kid balled. First game, first starting or first game starting. Penn State never let him throw the ball last year. They didn't. Now he is. I, I, I think it might come back to bite Penn State in the ass. I'm just saying because the kid's good. It might. Uh, Penn State's uh, Clifford, right? Is that yes. their quarterback? I believe. Clifford? Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sean Clifford. 
Um, so yeah, that was interesting. Michigan, I think they finally found their quarterback. They look damn good. They looked pretty good from what I watched. Uh, so I think that's something to watch definitely as the season goes on. Oh, also, I want to go back to the Wisconsin. Ooh, letting Cohen go for Wisconsin, that's a tough one. Letting, oh, yeah. letting Cohen get to Notre Dame, that is a tough look for Wisconsin after yeah, this past Sunday. You hate to see that for them. Very, very, very tough look because <laughs> Cohen played absolutely amazing in that game. Yes. I mean, it's just an awful, awful look. And I might have to be asking a little questions just a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fresno State, Oregon. Fresno State, 24, Oregon, 31. This was a very close game. And at one point, Fresno State was actually winning in the second half. So, I I mean, I knew 20 and a half points was going to be a lot. But did I think it would be this close? No. no. Uh, should we already hit the panic button on Oregon? Maybe. Yes. Maybe. Yes. But I'm going to also backtrack on that whenever we get to our picks. Wink, wink. Okay, a little bit of future. Uh, Rice versus Arkansas. Arkansas, absolutely abysmal first half. Abysmal. <laughs> Terrible. Um, at the end of the first half, it was 10-7 Rice. Then Arkansas goes on to put 10 points up in the third, 21 points up in the fourth to win it, 38-17. to um, So they did end up covering. Yeah, a miraculous cover. Miraculous. What, I, what do we have them at? Uh, 19 I didn't have half. them. Yeah. I had him nineteen and a half. Thank God. That was your was what? Like, wasn't that your layup of the week? That was your layup of the week too. That wasn't was my layup of the week. Of the week. Layup. No, my lock of the week was <laughs> Wisconsin money line, which did because I mean Wisconsin at yes. home. The season openers like never lose. So, but they did. Um, it's just how I'm going right now, though. Uh, Alabama versus Miami. Yeah, yeah. Alabama versus Miami. Dear God, Alabama is stacked again. It's not fair. I'm it's, eating. it's just not. Fair. I'm eating crow. I'm just, I'm just gonna. So I have a, a three-way bet with three of my buddy, with three of my other buddies. Um, so if A and M doesn't get their shit together, uh, I'm gonna be owing 150 dollars all three of them combined. So I'm not, not looking forward to that. Um, yeah. I was very high on, I was very high on A and M. So, but it's hey, that's why we play the games. Yep. Why we play and the games. Bryce Young to be a freshman that's never had a collegiate snap looked very comfortable back there, like scary it's, comfortable. Not even scary comfortable. It's where do the they grow these kids at? Where do they grow dude, it's, them? At? It's, it's, I want to find the fat, out. It's, okay, you look at Bryce Young. The second he feels any pressure, he just rolls out. Right, he just rolls and he out. Just calm, scrambles like it's nothing. and then just and just sits there, looks downfield, opens up a damn picnic table, or sets a picnic table down, opens up his little picnic box, eats a fucking five star meal, and then goes, "Oh shit, there he is, wide ass open, all the way down there." And doesn't yeah, matter who it, it was, is, it literally could be anybody. He picked them apart. Set an Alabama freshman debut record, 27 for 38, 344 yards, and four just touchdowns. Just just absolutely ridiculous. I don't – it's – I'm at a loss for words because every single year, everybody wants – reload. Every single year, everybody wants to, you know, oh, this is the year Alabama goes down. This is the year, this is the year, this is the year. I, I honestly believed it. I bought into this shit this year. I bought it. I bought all of I mean, of you it. think about it. They had to replace every main everything. category on offense. Everything. They had to replace everything. And they fucking did it with ease. How? How? I don't know if this is – I truly 
I truly don't know if this is a testament to Nick Saban as a coach or Nick Saban as a recruiter or just fucking both, both combined if this man is just the greatest human being to ever walk the freaking earth because it's ridiculous. I, I don't physically understand how you can do that. I don't think Bill Belichick could do that in college football, honestly. I don't see Bill Belichick being able to recruit at a level Nick Saban can and then turn around and coach them the same damn way. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's uh, definitely a testament to just how, I don't know. I, I say he's done the impossible multiple times now, so I'm just kind of like – And they have that. a like, fucking kicker now. They have a fucking kicker. They literally don't have a single hole on that team. There's not a single hole on that team. Yeah, no, there's not a single absolutely. hole. Absolutely, every position. Nothing about Alabama's team you can look at and go, yeah, they need to really, really work on that. Yeah, I know. I agree. They're absolutely stacked. But uh, so next game we have is Iowa versus Indiana. And this game absolutely shredded me because I thought I was going to hit the over and I had 45 and a half. Uh, at the end of the first half, it was 34 total points in mm-hmm. which they only needed to score what? That would have been 41. So two touchdowns, essentially. And these assholes from the Big Ten only go up and put up six total points in the second half. Uh, you hate to see it. <clears throat> Absolutely tough. But, uh, hey, Iowa is back, I guess. I don't know. Indiana is overrated. I don't know how they were ranked Who the hell knows, ahead dude. of Iowa. Like I said, I think we just ran out of people to rank, so they're just giving it out uh, at yeah. this point. <laughs> uh, what else should we talk about? Let's talk about – Let's talk about Mississippi State because I didn't watch it. Didn't watch it. So holy I hell, I did. I had like four games on every, all day, so I essentially watched all these games. But like Mississippi State, by the skin of their teeth, survived this game. They almost got beat by La Tech at home. Dude, I don't like that. Was it was one of the weirdest week ones I think I've seen in a while. Because it was strange. It was just weird. You had these teams that you know. It's you schedule cupcakes for a reason, obviously, because you can do what Oklahoma did, you can do what Mississippi State did, you can do what Arkansas did, and still win these games. You know, you can you can go out there and basically not show up and still win these games, and that's why you schedule the cupcakes. But goodness gracious, man! Yeah, typically cupcakes it's about, a, about yeah. eight, eight them this week uh, for real. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It definitely was an interesting week one. There was a lot of surprises, and now I know going forward really what to expect for some te- from some teams. But uh, let's talk about your dogs, Mal. Big win for the dogs, 10-3. Um, only game. no <laughs> offensive touchdown scored, only one defensive touchdown and two fields. You want, your, you want your fun fact of the day? Let's hear it. Georgia's defense outscored both Georgia and Clemson's offense yep. Combined. Combined. Sad. Sad. I don't know if this is a test, and this really, this goes back to a lot of things with Georgia's, like I said the week before. Georgia's missing, you know, Garris Jackson, um, Dominique Blaylock, you know, missing Darnell Washington in that game. They're missing a lot of raw receivers, a lot of receivers and pieces on that team. But that's not what scared me. It was a run game. We were not able to establish anything. And I understand Clemson's front seven is probably one of the best front sevens in the nation. One of, I wouldn't say the, I'd probably put them behind Alabama. Um, but, and okay. Brian Breesey got hurt, right? Uh, ooh, I'm, not, I'm trying to remember. I thought he did. 
I don't know if you came back. I was, I was, I was a little inebriated, a little inebriated, but undisputed, <laughs> Georgia's got the best defense in the nation. I don't think anybody can sit there and say otherwise. Um, like I said, there's no Alabama fan that can even try to. I think even Alabama fans will probably sit there and tell you Georgia's defense is the best nation because they know it doesn't fucking matter. They know they're going to go out and put 35 to 42 points on us anyways. Yeah, um, that is fair. Uh, they did, the defense did look good. Uh, Kirby, very conservative play calling. I wish they would have let JT sing a little bit more. Okay, okay, more. okay, okay. In in Typically, I do not defend Kirby in his play calling at all. I will defend it in this game. Kirby knew what he had to do to win that game, and Kirby was not going to lose that game. Kirby, I mean, he started Lad fucking McConkey for God's sakes. And don't don't get me wrong, Lad's a hell of an athlete. Lad's one of the fastest dudes I've ever met or seen in my entire life, okay? But you're not going to sit there and tell me that he is one of the best receivers on Georgia's team right now. Already. Just not, already. And like I said, give him time. Give him, you know, the two, three years in the weight room. Oh, okay, the dude's going to be good. But – when you're starting a bunch of very young kids against Clemson, a very good defense, I get the conservative play calling. I get it because Kirby knew himself that his defense was going to be able to outmatch Clemson. Kirby knew he could win that game on defense, and guess what? He won that game on defense. So that was – that I understood the conservative play calling there because there's but no reason let, to we need, let, we need to let him open it up next week. Just oh, he him. will definitely open it. He will definitely open it up this week against a – very lesser opponent in UAB. You will see Georgia's offense open it up, and that's, you know, when we get into the lines, the over-under is very low because of that. So you're going to see you're going to see a lot more points from Georgia this week, and I believe. Yep. I hope so, at least. Uh, LSU versus UCLA, the battle of the sis and blue shirts. Um, <laughs> that was actually pretty good. Uh, UCLA wins this game by 11. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this game. I don't know I don't, if I, I would feel let I, down by LSU or impressed by UCLA. I don't. I can't figure it out after I'm, especially I'm watching like, the game. I'm trying to avoid all Coach O slander, but it's almost impossible you, at this point. It's impossible. You, you, I don't think you can do it. I mean, yeah, he won a national championship in 2019, but he also won that national championship because of Joe Brady and Joe Burrow, and there's nobody to sit there and tell you otherwise. Nobody. And it shows. Actually, 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 hot, hot take. Joe Burrow really didn't have anything to do with it. It was all on Joe Brady. Joe Burrow's the one throwing the ball, but if Joe Brady does not come in and run the offense that year, they're going to be running the same offense they did the year before where Joe Burrow just looked like an average quarterback. Joe Brady is the reason why LSU won a national championship because he saw the potential in Joe Burrow and he opened him up. So that's I'm not no, I'm not sitting here saying Joe Burrow didn't no, play his part. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm just saying if Joe Brady never what showed do, up, what Joe do you Burrow do doesn't get the opportunity. What did he do Shut to him? Shut the now? hell up, you little <laughs> You know what? You're so immature, dude. I I, I think I'm about to, no. No, can't cancel. Just stop the episode. That stop was that, the show. that is that is so immature that I'm I'm actually sickened right now. I'm Throw actually up, sick. Man. I Throw I'm up. actually more I'm actually more sickened by you saying that than me hearing Brian Kelly say that he's going to execute his entire team. <laughs> Speaking of, let's go ahead and talk. That was a nice game, anyways. Brian Kelly. Um, 
Mal, there's something you told me earlier this week. I think you need to share. Okay. You need to publicize it. <laughs> it's it, okay. We there's re- it's really not a laughing matter. But there was a kid. I think it was back in the early 2010s that died under Brian Kelly's watch. Now we're not going to sit here and say Brian Kelly murdered the kid. But, you know, the coaching staff in Notre Dame did did kind of play a role in it. He was forced to go up in a forklift to film practice or a game. I can't remember which one it was. I believe it was just practice in like upwards of 60 mile per hour winds. And he fell from the forklift and died. So, you know, everybody getting, you know, pissed off about Brian Kelly. And they were kind of like bringing this up as like almost jokes, which isn't really the best look for people on the internet saying like, well, oh, yeah, Brian Kelly. People on the internet killed- will do, do what they want. Anyways, yeah. So. But they literally using it as, you know, Brian Kelly's killed once. Oh, I'm, I might listen to him this time, which, you know, I feel bad. I mean, I feel bad for anybody that might have known the kid and, you know, seeing all that because that's got to be tough. But good, goodness gracious, dude. Brian Kelly does not know how to deliver a joke. Like, no, no. That it was one of the worst no. deliveries probably since that guy from Seinfeld got canceled at the stand up <laughs> comedy club like 15 years ago. Bad delivery. And, the reason it was so bad is because he tried to set himself up for it. If she would have been like, all right, how do you feel about the execution of your team? And then Brian Kelly goes, I feel like they should all be executed. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. He just but you set yourself up for the joke. Swung you missed. Miss. You whiffed. Swung I didn't even swing miss. a miss. He just watched strike three right down the middle. But let's talk about the game. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the game. Um, it looked like to be – it looked to be an uh, absolute Notre Dame <clears> – <throat> kind of route in the third quarter when they put up 21 points, but mm-hmm. Boy, Florida were State we wrong. put up 18 unanswered in the fourth to make this a game. Uh, Bobby Bowden. Two the words, Bobby yeah, Bowden. Bobby Bowden. Uh, look, we should have we should have done the research. We should have known they were going to, number one, have no, stuff it, in their it was It wasn't even. Number two, have his hat painted on the field. I mean, oh, also, they had and one of the end zones where they run out, the tarps, had Bobby Bowden on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Too, yeah. too many indicators it's there that just... we just didn't buy into. And, you know, have you seen the thing on Twitter where Bobby Bowden's ghost actually made the final play to keep Notre Dame from getting in field goal position as the clock ran out? I have not Did you see that, that on so Twitter? What's, so what's that theory? So, you know, the uh, like the last drop, the last drop ball – on the, um, like, you know, Notre Dame, they're driving down the field, last drop ball before overtime, right? The theory yeah, is that Bobby dropped, Bowden broke it up. They dropped a lot of balls. The, well, no, the theory is that Bobby Bowden broke it up. That's the theory, that Bobby Bowden's ghost broke up the pass. Well, didn't do enough. Uh, Notre Dame wins this game 41-38. to uh, Tough. Uh, don't ice your own kicker is the moral of the story. It never works. Dude, that was probably, that was probably the dumbest thing ever. Like, I get it. You're trying to get a shorter kick. But, dude, if you're going to review that play, do not even trot your damn kicker out on the field. What are you doing? Especially to let him kick the field goal and make it. And then you call a timeout. Only to ice him. And they review the play for about two fucking minutes. And then you trot him out there to kick a shorter field goal, and he absolutely pushes it. How? How are you that stupid? That's rule number – what did I say, Dylan? What should rule number one be in any coach – Coach, coach's manual. Don't ice your own kicker. Yep. 
Simple as that. Uh, look, can we stop icing the kicker in general? When's the like? Is this statistically proven to work? I feel like they always hit it no matter what. And I have seen most times where they miss the first well, one, get iced, and like after you know the play gets called dead, they miss the first one and then make the second one. It's like. Okay, look, so it never works whenever you are using it against an opposing kicker, but it always works when you accidentally do it to your own kicker. Always. Yep. It never fails. So, yeah, I mean, that's I mean, not yeah, all we got to say it. on that one. McKenzie, McKenzie Milton, comeback story of the year so far. I mean, yeah, you look, amazing. that's a once-in-a-lifetime story. Uh, that's Bobby Bowden's night. McKenzie Milton comes back. Other kid loses his job. He knows it. Don't care. Yeah. Still clap for McKenzie Milton. Awesome. Oh, it's just, it's one of those things that's, I was so glad I was watching it. You know, like I was so glad. Yeah, I, I, also, how about Florida State? I mean, I I know like you got a new scout and you get the transport, but how about their transport portal luck? Man, I mean, the players they went out and got, they got very lucky with them because a lot of the times you go out and you get some portal players and, you know, they might not shape out to be the best, but every it looked like every single transfer portal player they went out and got Cut them out. contributed. It, I mean, we even heard, um, oh, no, I was in the old Miss game. Um, where they, they were, the announcers were like, a player, a transfer from Maryland, I was like, in on the tackle, actually making a, contrib- a contribution. I was like, I don't think I've ever heard that in my life. A player from Maryland or, going into an yes, SEC game. That's why he left Maryland. He was too good. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about, speaking of, let's talk about Ole Miss, uh, Louisville, last game of the week here. Um, like we said earlier, Matt Corral. Damn. Kid's good. Even without Kiffin, bro, they just absolutely killed this team. Don't let the score fool you. It wasn't really that close. It really wasn't that close. They smoked them. Kiffin had the uh, quote of the week, though, whenever they were interviewing, like, over Zoom, come out in the second half, he's like, hey, I think I'm just going to give myself COVID for the rest of the year. (laughs) Yeah, if I can do this, what's the point? Head coaching's overrated. Uh, Did you see him also put the little leather hat on (laughs) at the facility? And he was on the the scoreboard doing this. It was so funny, bro. I mean, he's a character. If Kiffin isn't one of your favorite, and I mean, Dylan, I understand why he wouldn't be one of your favorites. I get that. I still love him. I still love (laughs) him. I know he screwed us over. If Kiffin isn't one of your favorite college coaches, then, dude, I don't know what's wrong with you. I saw this tweet. dude's a walking joke. Yeah, I saw this tweet. It was like, somebody tweeted, it's like, I wonder how Kiffin's watching the game right now. And it was a guy on a couch with 10 sorority girls in bikinis sitting there looking at the TV. And then somebody said he's watching it like this. I want to I wanna know which old Miss chick gave Kiffin, or gave Kiffin COVID. Because it had to be one of them. Yeah, let's start digging into it. Somebody's got to figure it out. We need need to get get down to Oxford and get on the case. Because there was definitely an old Miss sorority chick that gave Kiffin COVID. No, no, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that pretty much does it for week one. Um, crazy week one. I'm so glad crazy. college football is back. There's nothing Major. better than waking up, fans especially having it, especially having it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, mm-hmm. Monday, six days in a row. Uh, it was like the best period of my life for in the past. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was life fully tr- truly felt whole again. So it was, and it's going to be even better when we get NFL back mm-hmm. this weekend. Dude, Sunday. I mean, I'm gonna be, and I mean, Red shout out, on hey, TV, hey shout out, shout TV. out to my bosses. Um, you know, they have permanently given me weekends off. Wife, I don't know, but shout out to them. You know, they I got they I the real the, ones. They're the real ones. I think it might be because I legitimately told like the guy, like the guy that does my schedule. I'm like, look, if you schedule them on a Friday or on a Saturday, like I'm just gonna be on. I probably won't be working. I'll be watching the TV in, in the office. I mean, he was like, all right. <laughs> Yeah, so just don't come to work on Friday. <laughs> like, on Saturday. Right, but, and um, I mean, obviously, I was joking with him. You know, actually, I do my work. 
I'm actually one of the top guys. So yeah, yeah we're proud of Mal. <laughs> um, instead of previewing all these games, there's there. I don't know if look. There's, there's I mean, there's absolutely a ton. Look, let's start here. We're just gonna. Go, I'm gonna go through my bets, and you know, we can just kind of yeah. take turns going in order. If we had the same yeah. one, we can talk about it. My first bet. Will Levis, baby. Kentucky minus six against Missouri. Will Levis looked amazing. Missouri, kind of lackluster, honestly. Kind of lackluster. I was expecting a kinda little bit more. Kind of lackluster. I expected more. I was yeah. expecting more from Missouri. I think Kentucky minus six is a pretty, pretty good lock on that. It's not my lock of the week, but it's close to being there. I mean, Kentucky looked – Kentucky from last year to this year looks like just – you took a rock and just moved it over there. Just push it over there. Push it over there. But I don't know if you – do you have Kentucky minus six, Dylan? Because I I, I, I I do not have that. Mm. I don't think I'm going to take it either. Really? Why is that? Um, I don't know because I easily feel like Missouri could have a bounce back week. I need. I really need to see how they do. It's so – like I said, there were so many like surprises week one. I got to like – it has to be confirmed this week. Yeah, yeah, I mean. But, you know, if we're going based off of week one, Kentucky minus six, it's looking good. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's good. Uh, my first pick is Army six and a half versus uh, Western Kentucky. Army absolutely dominant win last week. Like they beat the brakes off of Georgia State, and I actually thought Georgia State was going to keep it close with them. Um, that score ended up being forty three to ten. Uh, and Western Kentucky, I'm not sure how they did last week. They won, and let me see here. They beat UT Martin fifty nine to twenty one. So yeah, I have I have Army six and a half in that game. Um, I really like Army. I think their offense is one of the best ones they've had, and I love this country and those who fight for it. So go Army. All right. So my um, my I'm just gonna I'm gonna bunch these two picks together. I have eleven picks, but I'm just gonna go ahead and bunch these two picks together. Comes in the Texas Arkansas game, and. If you're not, I'm riding Texas, with you. If you're not, I'm riding Texas with you. Texas six. six and a half. I got Texas minus six, even better. I, I want to know what Vegas is thinking with this line. I mean, I understand Texas didn't look the greatest this weekend, but they were also playing a much better team than Arkansas was playing. And Arkansas looked absolutely atrocious in that first half. Now they did bounce back in the second half, yada yada. But still, man, is I Texas just, back, man? No, hell no. Texas is not back. Look, look, look. Whoa, 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 whoa. Texas was playing a Sun Belt top 25 team. Okay. Look, I love the Sun Belt. I love Billy Napier and all them. It's hard to fight for Sun Belt teams to be in the top 25. It's very hard to fight for that. Like the Cajuns, I could see that, you know, that I could see them pushing back in later in the year. But to well, come it's like in this, and this is what I said last year, it's like, People really didn't know like what to expect, but like this year when yeah. you're ranked, people know that you yeah. have the ability to be them. They're going to be a lot more prepared, yeah. so you're, you're not going to get those big upset wins again. It's I mean, just be tough. the the only Sun Belt team that should consistently, I think, be considered for the top twenty five, App State. Yes, and you know Louisiana Lafayette, they're creeping up on that. They're creeping up on that. Uh, you give them, you know, six more wins, they'll, they'll probably go out and get six wins in a row if they don't, you know, fault or anything. And then you know they'll be right back there whenever some whenever a lot of these teams lose. But it's it, – it was not – I was not as impressed with Texas as I thought I might be. 
And I know I kind of stayed away from that, and I kind of picked Louisiana Lafayette to keep it a close game. But that's just because I was very, very, very underestimating Texas. And then they came out and showed that they kind of have something. And whenever I saw it, they kind of had something. I was like, well, it's not as good as what I thought they would be if they had something, if that makes any sense. Right, yeah, yeah. Like, they impressed you, but, like, not a lot. Not a lot. Okay, that's fair. So, yeah, I also have have Texas six and a half. And you know what? I am going to be a little bit more fun this week. I'm going to be a little bit more fun, but not for this game. Not for this game. Under 58 and a half. This game stays under 100%. Um, I just, look, Arkansas is just not a good team. Texas will probably be able to score at will if I had to guess. Eh, Let's not say at will, but Texas should be able to put up 28 to 35 points. I just don't know if Arkansas will be able to put up more than 10. I really don't. Yeah, I'm not listening. Totals have not been my friend. I'm trying to stay away from them uh, as much as I can this week. So I'm only taking ones I really like, but that seems – I mean, you're the unders guy, and the unders have been doing well for you, so mm-hmm. go for it. We um, are going to have more fun this year, though. We are going to have more fun. Uh, my for next pick – my next pick – you could probably see this one coming from probably 14 miles away. Um, Tennessee Vols, money line versus Pitt. You see, that's interesting. I don't know how Tennessee isn't favored to win this game. Uh, looking at it non-biasedly, too, I do not know how Tennessee isn't favored to win this game. At Neyland um, versus like Pitt, uh, who did have a good week one showing, but still, come on, guys. And to make it even more solidifying for me, Pitt's coach came out today and said he doesn't think Neyland will be a factor. No. All right, buddy. Me Tennessee as money line, that, I'm putting big money on it. As somebody that hates Tennessee, I 100% agree with you. I'm not going money line. I'm going to take the plus three. I'm going to take the three points just because, you know, a little bit of insurance ain't never hurt nobody. So I'm going to take the three points. But, you know, I'm taking that. Did you take the total, Dylan? Uh, I did not touch the total. See, I'm going to have a little fun for this Tennessee game. I think it's time to have a little fun. The total is at 53 points. That gets absolutely demolished. We're going to see this game in the 60s, I feel like. Um, Tennessee has an atrocious defense. There's yep. no way around it. There's no way around it. Yep. Yep. But Tennessee's offense, I feel like they they probably learned a lot from that week one game. A lot. You're start going getting to, into that game shape after week yes. one. It's starting, you're going it's to, start to see playing. a – you're going to see a de- – they're not going to go from here to here, and for everybody that's not watching, they're not going to go from one to ten, but they are going to go from one to three or four maybe. And three or four is going to look a whole lot better than one. And they're going to put up at least at least 31 points in this game. Yep. And then Pitt's going to put up at least 24. 20, yeah. 20 to 24. Yeah. You're going to see I, this game go over. Uh, I'm not touching total, but like I said, Tennessee, I have Tennessee money line. Mal has Tennessee plus three. Mm-hmm. And over? 53. Over 53. All right. Um, since you gave out two picks, I'll give out one more. Uh, UAB versus Georgia over 44 and a half. This is my lock of Hammer the week. It. Hammer This is my lock that, of the week. God, that is my lock of the week too, man. Oh, I have got two units on the over 44 and a half for the UAB Georgia game. And it's like I said earlier, you're going to see Georgia's offense show up. They're going to show up to this game. Georgia will score 40-plus, and UAB might get a field goal. So that's you the know, head. This, this, this is the thing. UAB will at least have 10 points in this game. 
they won't score over 10, but they'll at least have 10 because it's going to be so hard. It's going to be a 330 kickoff. Georgia's defense, you know, everybody's hyping them up. They're going to give up a touchdown to UAB, whether that's in garbage time, whether that's, you know, an early just blown assignment. It's going to be very hard to replicate that game against Clemson this next week just because of the lack of competition. You know what I mean? Typically you'll see teams like that sneak one or two touchdowns in on a team, a very good team. So when UAB scores 10 to 14 points, don't be worried. Just be happy because you took the over with us because Georgia's coming out and scoring at least 40. Georgia can cover this game with their offense or cover that spread with their offense alone. And they will cover that spread with their offense. And your next bet, I'm assuming, is Georgia. Georgia minus 27. Georgia minus 27. Dude. These are this is probably the most lopsided line I've seen all year. I, I'm not even with the total and the points. That's one of the most lopsided lines. You gave Tennessee what what was it? 36 is what it ended up being against yeah, Bowling. Yeah, 35 and a half. Yeah. 35 and a half. And you're only giving UAB 27 against Georgia. Okay, I'll I will hammer that and take that to the bank all day. That is one of the most lopsided lines I've seen this week. And it's Fair. It's just it's gonna be it's gonna be easy money. That's fair. Um, I, I only have one more college pick. So you get how many do you have left? Um, I'm taking. Okay, just go ahead so, and ramble them off. Just go ahead and get right, them out. Penn State is playing Ball State. Penn State is only a 22 and a half point favorite. Hammer Penn State. Hammer Penn State to win this game. It's gonna be a tune up game. Hammer them. They're going to go out there and absolutely just kill Ball State. We saw what Tennessee did to them. Penn State's a much better team than Tennessee. No offense to Dylan, but I think you would agree with that right now. Yeah. Penn State's a much better team, and they got Ball State at 22.5 points. So, hammer Penn State in that game. You're going to have Virginia Tech minus 20 against Middle Tennessee State. Virginia Tech looked phenomenal, phenomenal against North Carolina. And they're back at home. Hammer Virginia Tech minus 20. You got, like I said, I got Tennessee. Um, actually, I have them plus two and a half, not plus three. That's my bad. And then the next pick I'm not confident in at all because it's Oregon plus 14 against Ohio State. I'm just going to continue to bet against Ohio State because I hate them. I have no reasoning That's behind fair. that pick. I just hate Ohio State. And, you know, we said the Texas minus six against Arkansas. And then, oh, boy, the Aggies are taking a trip up to Colorado, up to Boulder this weekend. The Aggies are 17-point favorites. Texas A&M will win this game by at least 31 points. That's, I mean, that's fair. Colorado yeah. looked uh, terrible last they week. They looked so. awful. And they're only giving – And, and, I, and, and Mal, th- this has been building up all week. You might have noticed some memes I've been sending in, in the group chats um, mm-hmm. where it compares uh, Bison to, to Buffaloes. Mm-hmm. Now – Everyone at home, and I'll put a picture on the screen right now. Look at Colorado's logo. The outline is a bison. 100%. It's got the hump. But Colorado's nickname and the Buffaloes. uh, The Buffaloes. Those are two different animals. Get your shit together, Colorado. Sorry, I had to say it. Look. And I mean, I'm. This is the only game I'm not really feeling confident in. Like I said, that Oregon game. I love my card this week. I love that college football card. It just feels like – it literally feels like Vegas overreacted at such a level to week one. Like, 
these first two weeks, because, you know, they don't really know what's going to happen in week one. They have a little general idea, so they just kind of throw some shit at a wall and say, you know, here, bet on it. And then I feel like they just completely overreacted in week two, especially with that Georgia game. Like 27 points in the, what was it, 43 and a half, 44 points over? I mean, that's just a severe overreaction to a yeah, damn good The bookies are going to get slaughtered this weekend. They're going to get slaughtered this weekend. There's no doubt. I mean, every single one of these games feels like a severe overreaction on the lines. Yeah. Um, but here's one that I think they missed. This is my last pick. I have North Carolina versus Georgia State under 61 and a half. That's an e- That's easy. Very easy. See, 61 I I wanted, total I, points against Georgia I, State. I wanted, I wanted to have a little more fun this week, so I'm not, I didn't really touch many totals. Um, and the, I only took, I took two overs and one under, so. And you have no NFL bar. bets, right? I don't have any NFL bets. You know, if I, if I hear you convince me to take one, throw it on my card, but you're going to have to really convince me, Dylan. See how excited actually, I am. Actually, I just... actually, if you convince, don't, don't throw it on my card because this, these are not my bets. You just you convince me. Convince okay. me. See how happy I am. I love the NFL so much. Um, <laughs> Thursday night, Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. Um, Eight points towards Tampa Bay. Maybe a little too much. I'm not touching the spread on this game. The Bucks do have a good defense, and the Cowboys, mediocre defense. But I have the under 52 in this game. No shot this game goes over. Uh, Dak's coming back from getting hurt. Zeke, maybe. Uh, I have under 52. I think this game finishes in the high 40s. Question. Yes. Are you wearing the cap now, Dylan? Are you wearing the no fun unders cap now? I, I might that is be. Two, that is two unders in a row for the Dylan Cole. I have another are one you, for too. <laughs> are, oh, boy. I think the tires, Listen, the turntables. Have turned a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I have total under 52 in that game. Uh, Bucks will win this by four to six points, I'd say. Um but two offenses, too good. Cowboys defense is not great. Um, next game, Titans versus Cardinals. I have two bets in this game. I have Titans minus three versus the Cardinals at home. Uh, Julio's healthy. All, everybody's going to be there. It's going to be a great game. Titans win this, win this by six plus, I would say. Um, easily. Our defense has a lot of new additions. Kyler Murray has been struggling. I don't think he's really that great. I don't. D-Hop's questionable for the Cardinals. They lost their, their main running back in Kenyon Drake last mm-hmm. year. Uh, hammer the Titans minus three. This is an absolute give me, um, give me whatever. Uh, and also, I have Titans versus Cardinals under fifty two. Like I said, Arizona's offense will struggle to find their footing, especially if D Hop doesn't play. Take the under fifty two. Absolute. I mean, that's just an easy bet. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, but it has potential. That one has potential to go very bad. I will say. Which one? That one. That's yeah. one I'm Titans, worried about. Yeah. Titans Cardinals under fifty two. Yeah. Uh, next pick I have. I'm not touching Eagles Falcons, uh, even though the lines at oh, come minus on. three. Come on, uh, I need I, I got to watch one game of the Eagles first, and I, I got to see how they do. I got to see how they do before I, before I start betting on them. You got a bird versus um, birds matchup. You got to yeah. bet it. First game without Julio, I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, Russell Gage is going to step up. Calvin Ridley is obviously that dude, so I think maybe Atlanta wins, but I think it'll be a close game. Uh, next game I bet is Steelers versus the Bills, and the spread is Buffalo six and a half. Let me tell you something. Did everyone in the NFL and in Vegas forget how good of a year the Pittsburgh Steelers had last year? 
I get Buffalo's good, but six and a half points in week one against Steelers defense, no thank you. Steelers plus six and a half versus the Bills. Look, put the Bills on upset watch for week one. I'm calling it right now. Big Ben, he's got a new O-line. He's 100% healthy this year. He's going to be have a good year. I'm calling it right now. Um, I'm not touching Vikings, Bengals, 49ers, Lions, Seahawks, Colts, but the Chargers and football team game. It's interesting. The spread's only one point. Uh, it was at half a point when I bet it, though, uh, in favor of the Chargers. Uh, they're at Washington uh, for the football team. I am taking Washington football team money line. Defensive line will absolutely get to Justin Herbert. Fitz Magic is their baby. The beard, the fro, how can you not love it? I'm bought in on the football team this year. I think they win their division. And God, I feel like I'm doing all the talking, Mal. No, no chirps, nothing. Uh, dude, I don't know jack about the NFL. I'm just kind of working on my mustache right now. All right, and my second to last bet is the Jets versus Panthers game. Put my fun cap back on for this, and I'm taking over 45 and a half. I think this is really hey! going to be one of the best. I think this is going to be one of the best games of the week. Zach Wilson had an absolutely incredible preseason. Um, Panthers defense yeah. has been absolutely shit the past couple of years, but I'm excited with Chris McCaffrey back and with their new quarterback, Sam Darnold, <sighs> facing his old team. He's going to be heated up. Take the over 45 and a half in this game. It'll be a 30 uh, something to 30 something game, I feel like. Maybe 30 something. You know what I'm interested You know what I'm interested what? in? The fact that you didn't have any, any, you know, prop bets on there. Because I feel like that's a lot of, I feel like that's a lot to do with NFL. Is probably maybe bets. in the future, maybe in the future. I got to see how I do. So I'm, um, I'm, I, I am kind of shocked you don't have any prop bets on there because those are always the fun ones to do in the NFL. And those I will put, I will put some money on prop bets in the NFL. I just Derek Henry to score a touchdown week one, easy money. Um, I mean, well, yeah. Uh, I would also say Julio to catch a touchdown. Uh, uh, That's uh, those uh, are the only uh, ones uh, I can uh, vouch uh, for, hell. dude. Julio, Julio will probably get hurt before. He even gets not in touch the, field. the first game, though. Come on. Last bet of the week. Uh, this is if we can do a super dog like they do in college football or whatever. Uh, this is mine. Uh, I have the Dolphins plus three versus the Patriots. Um, I actually like the Dolphins to win this one outright, but I'll take the points while I can. Uh, I think two is you mean to tell me start than Mac you Jones, like Tua so. over Mac Brown or Mac Jones, not Mac Brown. Yeah, Dude, for Mac week Jones. one. Yeah. Give, give give me Mac Jones all day. That's that's fair, but I mean I got Dolphins he's plus three versus the Patriots. Now he Jones hasn't played a, a real NFL game yet though. Like that's preseason, you know, whatever. But like, I just I'm not so like he's a good quarterback, but I'm not all in on Mac if Jones. You, dude, if you if you're judging based off of college stats, Mac Jones is a lot better. Yeah, but we're not like. College compared to NFL, there's so many quarterbacks and players that fall off because they can't compete in the NFL. Yeah, but I mean, Tua couldn't handle Tua couldn't even handle top 15 defenses in colleges. But I, but I think he has a better start this year. I think he has a better year this year. Tua does. So that's my. I bet. still think I, I still think Bill Belichick has found his Tom Brady 2.0. And then he take is the about, Patriots minus three, Mel. Dude, honestly, you know what? I might do it. I might throw a little throw a little bit on that. You know what? Yeah, give me the Patriots minus three on my card because, look, give me Bill Belichick. Okay, remember what I said earlier? Bill Belichick is literally the NFL Nick Saban. 
correct? No. Who is then? Uh, NFL GOAT, greatest coach of all time. No, we're not talking about of all time. We're talking about modern day. Bill Belichick is the NFL Nick Saban, okay? Or you could say Nick Saban is the college football Bill Belichick. I don't really give a shit which way you put it. That would have been true before last year. Bill Belichick's finally found his Tom Brady 2.0. What what, yeah, what, but, what, are, what are you going to do when the Patriots – and look, I hate the Patriots as much as anybody else, but what are you going to do when Mac Jones literally becomes Tom Brady 2.0? Because Mac Jones is, you know, a lot like Tom Brady coming out of high school or coming out of college. A lot like him. He's a little athletic. He's not the quickest dude in the world. He, I, I'm telling you, I'm just – I just got a feeling. Okay, that's, that's I, fair. I, I that's got fair. a little bit of a feeling here. That is fair. Uh, so you'll take Patriots minus three. I'll take Dolphins mm-hmm. plus three, and we'll see how it shakes out. And I don't um, think – look, I don't think the Patriots would have absolutely just cut Cam Newton if Mac Jones was not just performing at an unspeakable level. Cam Newton was also awful. Well, Cam – dude, Cam Newton was also awful, but at the same time, would you cut a veteran quarterback for any reason unless your rookie that you just brought in – Let me ask you a question. Do you level? really think Cam Newton could be a backup quarterback on a team? No, that's not what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying – That's probably you, why they cut him. Hell, if they're – listen, you can't – it can't be but just how, how good or bad he is. They would 100% keep Cam Newton over Brian Hoyer and Jared no. Stidham – if he was better. It's an attitude thing. That guy will never be a backup quarterback. Yeah. He'll never settle for it. And attitude will be a problem if he is. That's why they got rid of him, I feel like. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. So, the decision to go with Mac Jones over Cam Newton and not give Mac Jones, you know, a year to sit and kind of, you know, get his bearings, he's got to be ready. I mean, Bill- it has to, or it's, it's kind of like uh, backs against the, the wall. We got to do something. Yeah, yeah. we got to just, yeah. It could be either of those. I'm definitely excited. Look, I'm so excited for both college and NFL's weekend. Yes. Uh, it's what you dream of, man. This is what, what dreams dream are made of. Hey now, so hey now. Those are those are all my picks, Mal. Your picks. That, that are, is my that is my there. card. That is my card for the week. Honestly, guys, I, I would I would I would back I would ride I would ride with me on everything but that order. Yep. Y- you need to you need to ride with Mal. He's absolutely hot right now. Don't ride with me if you don't want to, but. Just give me some time. I'd, ra- I'd rather start out cold and finish hot than start out hot and finish cold. Fair enough. Absolutely fair enough. Well, I think that will be it. We're at 58 minutes exactly, as I said that. That was cool. Um, so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you have a gambling issue, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Be smart with your bankroll. Be smart with your bets and units, my friends, and we will see you next week. 